0: listen to the guitar heroes podcast
1: hey and we are live people Hello. of guitar land we are live it is phil walker here today with mr williams good evening gentlemen and also mr taylor oh. so you guys can see how this podcast is going i want to say to everybody thank you for listening because well, I know we 've got some listeners far and wide, so a big thank you to you guys for uh, for tuning in. We are relatively a new podcast um so yeah, thank you for everybody that does listening and you're probably noticing a theme that happens every time, depending who does it who does the intros, but Chris usually does some nice guitar twangy thing, and me and Lee just usually slurp on alcohol <laughs> <laughs>
2: actually on that on that note i 've got a confession to make because I hmm. had the um the shock horror realization fifteen minutes ago before we came on air that I'm I'm run dry I'm all out of alcohol, no way. So, <laughs> so I don't know
1: how much of you two I can take tonight. To be honest. Uh, <laughs> well, if if it's any consolation, um, yeah, I, I've only got I've only got half a bottle of port left myself. So. <laughs> oh,
2: we'll never make it through the first half hour. <laughs> so I'm on I'm on soft drinks tonight. So I hope
1: the conversation is is riveting. Otherwise, I'm out of it. Well, it hasn't been before, <laughs> so I mean, <laughs> why start now? Um, so, yeah, the, uh, today we're going to uh, we're going to talk a little bit about uh, vintage guitars. I do believe. Um, I don't think it's going to be really me in the hot seat too much because I think we've all probably got a lot to contribute to this. But, uh, Lee, is there something you want to say? Well, you've got well, something yeah, you want to get off your chest. Fun, funny enough, there, there is actually. Um,
2: <laughs> I, I think we need to make an, a, an apology. Uh, let me just I'm just <laughs> checking something here. Yeah, we're right. Okay, we're good to go. So. Apologies to the listeners of the podcast. Um, Anyone who listens to us regularly will know that we usually upload on a Monday night. Today is Tuesday the 23rd of Feb, so we're recording this, and this would normally go out next Monday. Uh, We had a little bit of a technical difficulty with yesterday's podcast,
1: didn't we, Philip Walker? (laughs) Um, Yeah, you know when somebody says, don't touch that button? Oh, I just have to touch it, don't I? (laughs) So for anyone who
2: was expecting to, uh, if anyone who was expecting to get a podcast delivered to them yesterday, Monday, the 22nd of February, and wondered why it didn't show up and wondered why it's only just shown
1: up at about 6pm this evening. Well, <laughs> do you want to explain, <laughs> <that>? <laughs> Yeah, it, see, see, the thing is, um, I'm, I'm really big on analytics and things like that. And because uh, of the guitar show, marketing and analytics is a major, major part of what we do. And, um, I was, I was yesterday going, oh yeah, I'll have a look at the analytics for the podcast and get really into it. And, um, oh no, wrong password. Oh, okay. I'll put that in again. Oh, wrong password. I'll put that in again. Oops. Locked out for 24 hours. I think it was (laughs) 12 attempts later. Your account has been blocked for 24 hours. (laughs) no So, um, yeah, apologies to uh, uh, everybody out there who's listening, who, um, who was like really deeply upset and, um. I was deeply upset, Phil. I was waiting for it.
0: And, you know, I I got really confused. I was thinking, normally it's out by now. Maybe, have (laughs) I I advertised this? Have I promoted this this podcast? Of course, I must have done it. It happens every week this time. (laughs) Is it still Sunday? (laughs) I'm slightly (laughs) second guessing myself. So this makes a lot
2: of sense. We are in lockdown. So some people out there might be, you know, they might be, Sort of uh, finding their their days of the week by our podcast schedule. So yeah, apologies yeah. for that. I, I'm going to clear my own name. It was
1: edited and ready to go, but yeah, um. yeah, <laughs> absolutely. Yeah. yeah, sorry guys for completely cocking up your day of the week. My fault, my bad. But Quite hey, it's hey. weird, isn't it? That whole timing thing because now
2: it's it's eight o'clock, Tuesday, twenty third of February. So people mm-hmm. right now could be listening to last week's podcast that's now been online for an hour or so. But by the time they hear this,
1: a week will have elapsed.
2: Ah, my brain! I can't do it. I uh, can't
1: do it. It's just so. the, Lee. You need a drink. We'll, will you? Will I you? Do. S- <laughs> send your wife out to the off licence for crying <laughs> out loud. What?
2: We're oh. about three minutes in. I'm struggling already. <laughs> I'm looking around. I've
1: got nothing. I've got nothing. Come and join me, Lee. I've got some green tea here, mate.
2: Green, ah, oh, green
1: tea. That's worse than the cloudy lemonade or whatever he's drinking. Chris, are you are you rubbing salt in the wound by telling me that you've probably got a f- a
2: well stocked liquor cabinet but you've chosen to drink green tea this evening.
0: No, I'm actually I'm actually run dry myself Lee. I've got no hop house in the fridge man. Oh. I thought you know I thought actually I've got some Jack Daniels in the cupboard. Nope. Nope. Ah there's gotta be some Bailey's around. Amy loves Bailey's. Nope. There's literally nothing. I'm like, what's going on? Oh, I did well. an yeah. essential uh,
1: shop in Aldi the other day. I got chocolate and port. <laughs> chocolate
2: <laughs> and port. <laughs> Is that essential? What chocolate chocolate,
1: feel? Do you go dark chocolate with that? Do you? Well, I don't usually have it with that, but my favourite chocolate is white chocolate. In case anyone's interested, don't want to buy me a white chocolate Easter egg for Christmas. I'm with you there, or whatever. Yeah, right. Okay. Anyway, enough of that nonsense. Um, So we we were going to talk about um, about vintage guitars a little bit today. Um, Well, we should probably talk about the hype of vintage guitars. Are they are they worth it? Is it you know? Are they do they play any good? Um, and maybe even touch on the relic inside, which is going to be my rant for this week, actually. Okay. Well, this is so something
2: that we we stumbled into last week, or, or for those listening, ah, I can't do it. <laughs> 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 you know what I mean. An hour, in ag- in an the hour the ago. Last, in the last episode, <laughs> this is something that we, we meandered into because we were talking about guitar solos, weren't we? And then And then mm. that nicely kind of led into the world of vintage guitars, and we thought, mm. hang on, we've opened a can of worms here. Let's save that for another day. Because yep. there's so much to talk about here, but let's let's see what we can get into. It's a it's yeah. a hot topic. Bye. Certainly from my time in guitar retail, uh not a day went by when there wasn't a discussion about something old,
1: something quirky, vintage, all that sort of stuff. So yeah, no, the only thing old we talk about on the road's me, isn't it? <laughs> old and quirky. <laughs> <laughs> o- old and pickled, yeah, something like <laughs> that. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um well, I'm I going to kind it, of get it off off my chest a yeah, bit about go about uh, vintage guitars that um, I've I've owned a few. But, well, actually, no, I I did something um, just before we came on on air, and I typed in how old does a guitar have to be to be vintage? And it's quite uh, interesting. A lot of things came up. Usually, thirty years for a guitar, and it's classed as a vintage. And if that's mm. the case, I've got a few, um, but. A lot of them were saying that it has to be sixties, you know, between sixties and sixty and seventy and I'm thinking right. well, o- obviously pre sixty, but Okay, yeah. Um and I thought, well that's kind of interesting because it, it I, I class seventies and even some early eighties stuff as as vintage nowadays. Likewise you know? I mean Yeah, yeah, especially for people who are, who are younger than me. I mean my I mean I'm I'm am i I'm, I'm 40, <laughs> 40 something <laughs> this year. <laughs> um, so the eight the eight, the the two thousands. You know, the nineties, two thousands. Really seems like yesterday to me. Mm. Um, and I don't even class eighties as vintage. But apparently, a but lot of people class an eighties guitar as a vintage guitar.
0: But I think there's those iconic periods, aren't there? That you associate as being vintage. Like for me, the early mm-hmm. Japanese stuff from the eighties, mm. you know, the Fujigen stuff, the early Squires and. I consider yeah. that to maybe be, be vintage. I, yeah, yeah, it is a perspective
2: yeah. thing. You're right, because like, you know, kids today, they, they look at like music from 2000s as vintage. Like some of that yeah, stuff, right, that, yeah. like you say, yeah. it feels like just yesterday. But to them, it's like, you know, it's mm. a long time ago now. So, but then also, Chris, you're right, because you've got different periods. Does, does vintage simply refer to something that's old or does it refer to something that's uh, of a quality or of a, uh, a kind of an iconic status, so, like you said, certain things in the eighties might be holy grail vintage instruments, but then you 've got the golden era, certainly, when we talk like golden era for for the big mm-hmm. brands, the two giants, Fender and Gibson, I guess it 's really the fifties and sixties fifties and uh, because because yeah. because mm, I mean you can get good and bad guitars from any era, but generally it's it's accepted that both the c b s era and the Norlin era for Gibson and Fender in the uh, in the 70s were a dip compared to the previous two decades i think just mm. because th- it was the first time that both companies had 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 that kind of a corporate influence that looked at things that, like cost cutting and how to streamline production as opposed to just let's make the best guitars that we can
1: mm, mm. it's funny i looked um, when i was looking for you know how 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 old's a vintage guitar also another thing kind of went off on one saying that um uh, the class because I think it was um very late sixties late sixty nine seventy when they went from a nitro to a poly finish yeah. on on the yeah. guitars and they're saying that anything is not classed as vintage i thought mm. well that's that's kind of it. it was still it was still made back in nineteen sixty nine nineteen seventy yeah. you know so but it's funny like you say that people 's perceptions of vintage are all varied so don't know there's people that yeah, you know, if if there's a screw being changed on it, then it's not classed as an authentic vintage instrument. It's a, you know, it's funny old market, the vintage. Uh.
2: It's a minefield. It's a minefield. It's, mm. uh, we used to get asked a lot, uh, someone would come in and go, oh, what have you got? Have you got anything old? Got any interest in uh, anything interesting like that? And rarely we would simply because it, it wasn't our bag. It wasn't our mm-hmm. thing. Mm-hmm. Like, you, you kind of got to be in it i think in the vintage world to really flourish in it and if you're a shop you've got to just you know put your stamp on it and say we're going to stock a lot of vintage stuff and then you get vintage because i think the vintage the average vintage customer is a very different uh, type yeah type of It's not necessarily the everyday player is it um no. and and there are so many quirks out there that can can define what makes a guitar popular what makes it unpopular what makes it uh, a, a certain price you know price is probably the most tricky thing to discuss when it comes to vintage guitars
1: yeah yeah no no totally i mean uh, the, the <laughs> you do get bargains you do not so much anymore but you do get people that that don't quite know what they've got um you know the in fact, for something recently, there was um I forget what it was. It might have been a jazz bass or something on, on Facebook. Mm. And it was this, um I, I can't I, I can't remember quite remember the story, so I'm not gonna make it up. But somebody that got this got this jazz bass. There weren't a musician, they didn't know what it was. Um it was obviously an early seventies jazz bass. Um with it looked from what I could tell from the pictures, it looked quite original. And someone was saying, you know, they're saying, "Make me an offer on it." You know, I just really want it gone. It's, you know, I don't know anything about it. And and somebody <laughs> straight away put on there, "Oh man, you don't know what you've got. You need to go get this thing valued." And that, and I went, "Damn you, Facebook <laughs> user!" <laughs> oh, wasn't that um,
0: that story happened at a rehearsal we did? It was our first rehearsal with me in the show. And I think it was Al's story, wasn't it?
1: Oh, that was another one. That oh, that was another, was another one. one. This was the one I saw. That was a bass yeah, as well. One. Oh, was it? Oh, yeah. Wow. That was oh, a maybe it as was well. the same thing, but, but me and Al both saw then. So I definitely saw it. It was a Sunburst jazz bass, black pit guard, and it had a um, a maple neck with the block with the uh, purloid block inlays. Mm. Oh, lovely. No, it
2: was it was a similar story, but it was different. I remember I remember the story now that. I stumbled across that Fender bass. It yeah. was a new, a newer Fender bass. It wasn't vintage, but yeah. whoever was selling it had no idea what it was, and had just put it up for hundred quid or something. <laughs> and uh, it wasn't until someone else stepped in and said, You're you're massively underselling this." I think yeah. Farmfield thought he was in for a bit of a deal there, even though he's a drummer.
1: Yeah, yeah. I, I must admit, <laughs> I wouldn't have. I, w- I would have probably said, "Look, I'll, I'll give you this much for it—a a fairish yeah. price, but well, yeah. well under what it was worth."
2: well it is a it is a fair point that there it makes you wonder doesn't it you You hear of these stories within the industry of people discovering um well not discovering the guitar but discovering the value of the guitar because mm-hmm. there's got to be so many amazing vintage instruments out there that have maybe been left as a family heirloom, inherited mm-hmm. from uh, parents grandparents and and mm-hmm. as they've been handed down they 've maybe moved into non musical circles, and so those people now just you know, if you're not a guitar player and you've got some old rickety, uh, you know, piece of equipment from the 60s. I, I remember one particular instance of a guy in, in the shop who came in. I can't remember what he was in for specifically, but he got talking to us uh, and he was amazed at um, at some of the prices of some of the relic guitars and, you know, the mm. Gibson custom shop, that sort of stuff. And he was just saying, I, I, I'm I amazed that people want that sort of stuff. And I'm I'm amazed that all these 50s and 60s style guitars are still the cream of the crop and we said oh yeah yeah you know it's the golden era that's mm. that's where our heritage is and that's where all those classic records were made and he j- he'd been so out of the game for like two or three decades i think he said he played back in the, the 70s or something and then just literally dropped it and and moved into something completely different he said that he expected to find gadgets and gizmos and like super futuristic he, you know, he was shocked that we were still <laughs> idolising those those designs of the the fifties and sixties. So he actually said, he said, um, "Oh, I've, well, if you guys like this sort of stuff, you might be interested to see this old guitar I've got at home." It, I mean, it's it's old rubbish, really. You you probably wouldn't want it, you mm. you young kiddos. It's some old Gibbon Gibson type thing, and we were like, "Huh? <laughs> <laughs> what a Gibson?" He said, "Yeah, I think so. It's a." Uh, I don't know. I'll have to dig it out. I haven't seen it in ages. And he and he said, oh, I've got an old amplifier that goes with it as well. But again, probably out of date now. Some old Marshall thing, I don't know, 60s nonsense. <laughs> probably, you know, defunct and knackered. And we were just like, uh, sir, you need to bring these items in quickly. <laughs> just so we can tell you what it is that you've got. And about a week later, he turned up and he had a, a original, I think it was a 1962, 63 bluesbreaker like a huh. yeah a jtm Limey. um i think it was a combo and he had uh the the guitar was i think it was a 330 an es 330 sunburst <laughs> in its original case and it was i think it again it was like a 63 64 he bought them both at the same in the same period yeah and used them yeah. for a, and he just we were like wow <laughs> do you know what you've even got here and he insisted that we Plug both of them in and test them i mean particularly the amp we were like this hasn't been turned on for he he, he said 20 years plus plus," mm. and we said look let's let's get our amp tech to just check this over before we do anything and i think he literally walked over plugged it in and said nah just turn it on fired it up <laughs> and it worked everything worked on it it just um sprang to life and and sounded amazing with this guitar mm. it was amazing so then we we did a bit of digging and Roughly, kind of worked out what he was sat on there in a monetary value, and, and pointed him in the direction of some people who might be interested in taking it off his hands. And he left the shop a very, very happy man. Um, but wow. you know, wow. literally two days previous or a week previous, he was completely none the wiser to what he had. Yeah. So yeah, it, it you makes,
1: makes you wonder how many's out there yeah. like that. I've, I've, I've often wondered if um, if we ever had, you know, like a um, zombie apocalypse, and I was the only person left. I think what I'd do is just raid the houses and lofts looking for vintage guitars. That's where they got to be. <laughs> he said that. I think. I think the amp was in his garage and the
2: guitar was in his loft or under the bed or something. And mm. there's got to be so many out there undiscovered.
0: Oh, there's there is loads. Yeah. My brother's uh, got a friend in the states. So I think he said um, he picked up a '59 Les Paul, uh, literally been in someone's loft for for God knows how long. They called what they call the attics over there, don't they, or whatever. Yeah. Um, mm. But um, but yes, yeah, amazing. I, I definitely where they're going to be, aren't they? But we need this yeah. podcast is you know we need to inform all these people, and they're going to be like, oh, we got a Gibbo something up in the loft, haven't
2: we? Let's
1: go and pull that down. It's Original fifty. So for the purpose <laughs> of the uh, people in the podcast, these old Gibbons, they're not worth anything. <laughs> no, okay? we So yeah. don't so so if to you get show. in touch <laughs> with uh, Phil Walker, guitarist <laughs> on Instagram, <laughs> just drop me a d- just drop me a DM, and, and, um, and you'll dispose uh, g- it for I'll I'll take it off your hands. I'll replace it for a nice shiny new guitar for you, and a nice shiny new um, probably a Line Six Spider amp or something mm. that you can play with. And uh, yeah, yeah, I'll uh, yeah, definitely, I'll help you out there, guys. So remember, <laughs> fill out like PayPal dot com or something like that. Whatever <laughs> it is, <laughs> that's our new tip jar, isn't it? <laughs> when we yeah, go back new tip on the road. Jar, yeah. <laughs>
2: yeah yeah all right so it wouldn't it wouldn't be an episode of this podcast if i hadn't made some notes so i see you two have come prepared with some guitars to play i've come prepared with some notes i think i'm in the wrong Uh, maybe we had we've hang on lee we've come prepared with some vintage guitars oh okay well maybe that's why i'm guitarless this evening because i don't i don't own it the closest thing i own to a vintage guitar is my my casino so that's 90s isn't it it's coming up on yeah it's coming up on 30 years i think it's 28 years old so, if thirty years is the benchmark, then I've got a couple more years, and then it's a, it's a great vintage. example because one of the pickups
0: doesn't work. It's a classic example <laughs> of a vintage guitar. No,
2: <laughs> both pickups are absolutely fine, Chris. It's the uh, it's the volume part that doesn't work.
1: <laughs> yeah, but you see, what do you do, Lee? Do you replace it, and then it's non-original and not worth as much? Exactly. Mm. <laughs> I'll okay. give you a packet of crisps for
2: it. All right. <laughs> so, look, I may. I was thinking about. I was think. I was just. I wrote down today. I just wrote vintage guitars, underlined it, and I just thought of four reasons or tried to categorize reasons why someone might show an interest in vintage guitars or want to own a vintage guitar so the first thing I put on the list number one I put investment this was the thing that I got asked about the most show me a guitar that will make me some money that mm. was w- like almost an everyday question but the fun th- the strange thing about that is it's also the greatest barrier to entry isn't it for most people the reason that we probably don't all have vintage guitars or more vintage guitars is simply they're not the sort of thing that you're going to pick up for a couple of hundred quid. Well, not the, the big names. So uh, Mm. what do you guys think about that investing in vintage guitars?
1: Um, yes, that's the reason I've got this one. Um, to be honest, I've, I've had a, um, I've had a quite, I guess, yeah, I've had a few vintage guitars over the years, um, but didn't buy them as investments, bought them to play them. Mm. Um, I've, just briefly, I've had a 72 Telecaster, which actually belonged to Albert Lee. Um, should never have got rid of that one. No. I have a, a 74 Telecaster, which um, I actually did make a lot of money on, but didn't really intend to. And it was awful. It played awful. The frets were knackered. It, it was just an awful guitar. Glad to see the back of that. And I made some money on it. Um, I've had a 79 Gibson Flying V, um, which was i was it a seven no seventy eight sorry seventy eight flying b um i've had an eighty two les Paul custom and now i've got this um at the moment i've got i uh, i've had a seventy eight um yamaha s a one thousand chris oh they're um, nice guitars apparently yeah yeah i bought that from um from a very dear friend of mine uh, <laughs> 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 um chris uh, and yeah and i've ended up with this seventy nine um 79 strat in mint condition, yeah. And I was looking for a 70s strat, as you guys know. I was looking originally for because my main squeeze is a 70, I think it's a 75 reissue. Hmm. Um, it's a Japanese one, like it's a 1985. Um, but I was looking for, I thought it'd be great if I could find the original because that's my birth date as well. 75, uh, and I did, I found one in a music <laughs> shop, 1875. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> Dilly, right, <laughs> anyway, <laughs> um, yeah, so, um, so I was looking uh partially because I thought it'd be really cool, and you know it's a part of history, it was made the same year I was born, type thing, and obviously for investment, um, and I found one in a music shop, and it was god awful, mm. it was terrible, I could stick a plectrum between uh what w- in the neck joint, yeah, you know, That'd I could actually get there. a plectrum in there, and you know the, and and. I was, I was, you know, oh look at the state of this. He goes, like, oh yeah, they're all like that. And I went, no, I've owned quite a lot of seventies guitars. No, they're not. Mm. Um, and it was non trem, and it, they were asking nearly four grand for it as well. <laughs> Jesus, <laughs> Just stupid. Um, so, yeah, so uh, yeah, I mean, I think investment is um, is the ma- back to the question. Yeah, mm. um, investment is probably a major thing these days because. I d- a lot of people know what things are nowadays, and I think it's dead easy for so. I mean, I don't gig this guitar purely because it probably wouldn't stay on stage long, it'd disappear at some point. Somebody would know what it was and nick it, yeah, yeah. Um, and I think if you do take like Joe Bonamassa, I mean, his guitar tech, Mike Hickey, he must be like a Rottweiler, <laughs> you know, because to have all those guitars on the road, mm. y- y- you know, the security must be horrendous. Yeah. I think that's one of I the reasons thought. as
0: well. I think it, even if I had the money, I'm not sure if I would plow it all into a, a vintage guitar just because I know I'd want to use it and and mm. I would worry about taking it on the road f- simply for that reason. You know, stopping yeah. over or something, you know, and you know, you'd always but have But then again, you.
1: Chris, I've got the other thing that um currently my 335 and my Gretsch are worth more than this vintage guitar that I've got mm. now. So, I don't know. is it a monetary value or is it just a future vintage thing? Well, you know, that, I mean, that is the
2: thing, isn't it, with vintage guitars? Well, I mean, normal production guitars, the, the, the grand sort of um, spread of prices pretty much ranges from your sort of entry-level 100 quidders up to... Talking a few thousand for like top end bespoke mm. stuff. I mean, even you know, master built custom shops and stuff like that. You, you know, a few thousand. But once you get into vintage <laughs> guitars, <laughs> you're now looking at everything from vintage guitars that you can pick up for under a grand, all the way up to things that you're going to remortgage your house for. So mm. it, it's it's a massive, massive thing. And price doesn't always uh, translate to to quality, or it's mm. more like an anti an antique kind of thing, isn't it? You're looking for those those points in history or those things that make that guitar special and then mm. the condition and all that. But what I used to say to people, cause they used to come in and what guitar can I buy? That's going to, that's going to make me a load of money. I've got 500 quid and I want you to turn this into 5,000. I said, it's not going to happen unless you've got a, a, you know, a crystal ball and you can predict mm. the future. These days, if you're looking to buy something that is going to do well with your money, you probably have to spend quite a lot to really, you know the guitars now that Mm. are worth a lot are already worth a lot so if you can lay down a big chunk of money then yeah okay in another 10 years that's probably going to have done quite well for you but other than that it's the the guys that were just fortunate to have purchased things in the past or bought things like like my chap i was telling you about earlier didn't even know what he had they're the big kind of like you know hit the Mm. hit the jackpot stories Really, unless you've got serious money to plough into an already expensive guitar that you're then going to sit on and keep mint and then try and flog in 10 or 20 years. I don't know. I think you can I think you can spend uh, on things that you're not going to lose money and you can get some enjoyment out of those instruments and maybe make a bit. But I I just used to get the impression that customers would come in and want me
1: to, you know,
2: make them 50 grand profit on a guitar in five years.
1: Yeah yeah I I know a guy who's um who did that but whether it was intentional I don't know but he 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 got uh, he's got quite a lot of vintage guitars but he got them at a time when I guess the the weren't as cool right um he's got I mean, he's got a couple of 60s Fenders um uh, Gibson the 70s Gibson um quite quite a lot of nice stuff you know really nice stuff um, and he, he kind of bought them when they were like five hundred quid, mm. you know, and and you know that's that's really what they was worth. And I mean now, you know, you're talking between five and ten grand each at least, you know, for the guitars that he's got. So he's he's, he's done really well, and he's got a lot of them. He's got around twenty of them, I think. Um, and I'm, I'm I've I've got a good idea of what I think is going to be vintage you know, vintage, sorry, what is going to be um, collectible. I've I've got a good idea. Um, and I, I, I don't know if I should say, actually. I don't think I really want to say what I think it is because then <laughs> they'll still start maybe like disappearing and, uh, and things like that. Not that my word means anything, but th- there are a couple of guitars um, that I'm actually thinking of looking at as, as investments. Not players. Probably won't even get them out of the case, to be honest. But... Mm. When I look at this guitar that I got, for you know what I paid for it and what it's worth now, this seventy nine Strat, I'm not going to say what I paid for it, but um, I would not get that return in a bank in right. the time I've had it. Right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. No way. You know, so you think? Well, uh, the, the, there's um, <clears throat> there's a guitar in the music shop at the moment. It's a, um, uh, I think it's an eighty three Strat. And I was I was looking at it, going, "Oh wow, this is in great condition, fantastic." And then I looked at it, and something didn't look right. The pickups had been changed, and I was like, "Ah, no, no, no." But that guitar is the same price as what I paid for this one, right? So mine's just original, seventy nine mint condition, original case, blah blah blah, nothing changed on it. Mm. And then this other one is the same price as what this is. It's an eighty three, and it's had changeouts. So already you can see. You know things that are
2: do. Do you think though that al- although it's true that guitars that are now ten, twenty years old are going to appreciate a little bit, that we're never going to see the same sort of appreciation um, in in monetary value that we see with the fifties and sixties guitars, simply because the fifties and sixties are the fifties and sixties, like those and and the seventies to a degree. Those iconic eras in music are arguably what makes those guitars what they are so even as we move through time and and we gather more guitars that are growing with you know my 90s casino and so on I mean there's guitars from the 2000s that in 50 years time they will be 50 year old guitars but I can't quite see them becoming what those iconic instruments from those iconic times in music have become because I I I just don't think the music industry is what it was it's it's all linked isn't it
0: Absolutely, and it's like you say, Lee. It's the players attached to to these guitars of that mm.
2: iconic period. The Hendrix, you know, um, we're never going to have another Jimi Hendrix the who's there to make a Strat mm. from that era worth what it is today, are we? No. And the Paul mm.
0: Kossoff, mm. Les Paul, you know, um, you know the fifties thing, and yeah, we're just not going to have that anymore going forward. I don't think.
1: But look at this then, for a for a bit of a spanner in the works. David Gilmour recently sold um well it was 100 nod guitars at auction wasn't it yeah yeah um and he had um strat it wasn't the first strat but the serial number on this 54 strat was zero 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 one okay that was a serial number of it It was really well-known strat um and then his other Strat, his main Strat, the black, they called it the black Strat. Um, it had different necks on it. It had had different hardware, different pickups put in it. I'm not sure what was original on He's that He's had the guitar same guitar anymore. for
0: 20 years and it's had five uh, different uh, necks. Yeah, four different exactly. bodies. council
1: <laughs> worker's broom, exactly. Yeah, yeah, it's like my white Strat in it. Um, but guess which one got the most money? i got to say you know, it's, it, was, it was like three million or something nearly three million the black strap got and it was one point something million the other one got which yeah. to me is a more valuable instrument it's the association isn't it with the player it with is, the music yeah. you're
2: listening to the guitar heroes podcast I mean coming back to that list that I was talking about so if if investment is is one aspect and maybe investment is not if if investment isn't for you, then maybe number two is, and I I just simply put down inspiration, and what I mean by that is how you feel when you play the guitar, and I know that Al said this, um, referring to drums as well, because since he got turned on to vintage drums and he's got mm. his his um, his Ludwig and. He said that he he probably wouldn't go back to, unless he had a specific need, he wouldn't go back to playing new kits simply because of the way those old kits make him feel when he plays and the headspace (coughs) it puts you in. And I think that's true. Having Whenever I've played old instruments, whether they've got quirks or not, they certainly put you in a headspace, don't they? They make you play a certain way. And if you can find one that kind of does the right things for your playing, Mm. Mm. then I guess that's maybe where some value lies. Yeah, I think maybe. that was one of the reasons I like, I picked up that Yamaha,
0: mm. uh, the one I sold you, Phil. Like I, yeah. I, the first time I played that, I just there was a feeling. There was just something I, I played differently, and like you say, like, I was in a different headspace, and I was like, I don't know what it, I I didn't even think about the vintage side of it. I just mm. there was that feeling. I th- obviously subconsciously I know this guitar is what seventy eight from nineteen seventy eight, wasn't it? Is it mm. seventy eight, Phil? Seventy eight, yeah, yeah. Yeah, um, I that was obviously playing on my subconscious a little bit, but um I, I knew i needed it, it yes yeah. nothing well, that well you said last week didn't it.
2: you that that hofner that you've got there i mean yeah how this old is, is that? from
0: this is from 64 well there you uh, go and, and you said yeah, that that, just,
2: that did something doesn't it, it when you yeah, play i've it,
0: i've i have not put it down I, I just keep wanting to play it it's just it requires a little bit of hard it's quite hard to play at times it's um seven and a quarter inch radius so it's not the easiest to bend on or anything but just love the uh, the effort that you have to put into it but Mm. the sound i don't know what i don't even know what these pickups are to be honest like little mini humbuckers or something but Mm. just sounds uh i don't know if i can turn it up but it's quite loud he's it's got some wiring issues and uh (laughs) we heard that we heard
2: that in (laughs) last week's episode.
0: I'm still working out trying to figure out how the pickups work on it. They work on like a dial. You have to turn the vol uh the pickup roll the pickup volume off in order to engage the other one. And oh right. a little com- there is no switching involved. It's quite confusing, but yeah, sounds pretty cool though. And just yeah, I, I play it unplugged, it just has a really nice resonance to it. It seems to me it'd be quite nice for slide, actually.
2: Yeah, I was, actually, I was thinking that. That looks like it's just Asking to be set up for slide, big heavy strings, high action that would be awesome. Really. Oh, sorry, <laughs> <laughs> but it's definitely not coming. Oh out yeah, there you the go. Road. No, <laughs> oh, but maybe you know just asking to be retired. Uh, <laughs> no, I'm, g- I'm gonna—I think I'm gonna
0: spend, put some money into it. I'm gonna get get a new a new jack input for it. The the whammy bar and in it's insane. Yeah, it's so cool, good. Isn't it? You ever played um a Duesenberg? Those whammy bars on those are um.
2: What's the model so that people listening can maybe have a look online? This
0: is uh this is a. Uh, oh, Hofner uh, Coloramo two, I think. Get a, pic- get a
2: picture of it up on your Instagram, and then when we do the socials, people can go and have a look.
0: Yeah, absolutely. But uh, it needs a needs a new tuner. One of the tuners oh, yeah. got replaced on it, but they're they're all a bit. Um, yeah, th- th- they're all very unstable. Uh, the nut's been replaced, and someone's done a shocking job on that. Um, it's had some new frets mm-hmm. put in, which uh, which haven't been done very well. So it needs a little bit of a little bit of love. But I think after a bit of a few hundred quid spent on it, um, it will literally, it'll be an incredible guitar to... Um, Spending a few That's hundred quid
1: on that? Bloody hell. That, I mean, <laughs> Lee, you, you could buy a whole new guitar collection for a few hundred quid. Hey. Never mind, put a hey. 60s one right. <laughs> you can't be saying that this week. You know why. <laughs> should we tell the listeners or should we wait till next
2: week? Maybe we should, we should wait until it I think it we happens, should wait. Because otherwise we yeah, might jinx it. Um, okay. I'm going some with of those you, it will happen, trust me <laughs> <laughs> oh, okay.
1: Okay.
2: <laughs> Some of those quirks that, that what you just mentioned in there Chris I think that that's what partly what I mean by that inspiration that you get, that feeling yes. that you get yeah. you, there's a sense of a story behind those instruments, that's why I've, I've always wanted, I've said it before on the podcast that one day to own a vintage acoustic guitar because they're storytelling instruments but to have something that's vintage as well, you're just going to look at it and and yeah. see those bits like on that one. Oh well, someone's had to do this. They've had to replace that, and there's all that playing history in it. that yeah. I guess yeah. you can't help but kind of be inspired when you pick it up. Yeah, and when,
0: when you say vintage acoustic, are you do you have a brand in mind? Because I know straight away when you say vintage acoustic, I think Martin off the cuff.
2: I just, it w- I think got, Gibson. I've got a thing. Yeah, I've got a do thing you? for Gibsons. I would, I would yeah. love a J forty five. Oh snap! J forty five. Yeah, yeah, yeah. S- just. I would just sit and stare at it and smell it and you know, I just think they'd be awesome. Smell so. what I would do, I'd just smell it all day.
0: It's like mm. about the smell of an old guitar, isn't it? It's like an old book, you know.
1: You see, that's one thing I don't get with this with this seventy-nine strap that I've got. I don't get that because it is in such pristine condition. It don't feel vintage.
2: I was gonna I was actually gonna say that,
1: <laughs> but I didn't want it to I didn't want it to sound like a dig on that guitar. But no, that no. guitar is
2: so mint. Mm. That actually, when you pick it up, yeah, you you could be fooled into thinking that that is a that's a custom shop or something like a, a yeah. not even an aged custom shop. We're talking yeah.
1: like NOS finish. It yeah. is, yeah, definitely it's spotless. It's sickening. <laughs> I mean, it's great. It's great, s- it's great <laughs> value wise, but you know, it's sickening that you you kind of want to like you saying, Chris, when you play that wreck of a thing, what you've got there. <laughs>
0: <laughs> hey, come on, man! Uh, <laughs> no, no, don't hold be- back.
1: Um, it, all <laughs> guitars are beautiful. No, they're not. I've got a rant. Anyway. Um, so, so uh, yeah you you want to get in a different uh, my, my old um 85 strat feels a lot more vintage than my mm. proper vintage strat. it does <laughs> it, it's got more miles on it certainly hasn't it yeah yeah definitely and the neck on 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 my you know my other strat, it just it it feels like it's it's a 40 year old guitar you know it feels like yeah. it this one i, I get that actually Doesn't
0: we're not when I went p- I've picked up your strat a few times and there's something you get a feeling when you play that guitar. There's something about it. Yeah. Again, I can't put my finger on it. Hopefully
2: we can conclude what that is today at some point. But Right. So yeah. number three, so uh, investment, inspiration. Number three, I put as collectability or that sense of owning a piece of history. And I suppose what I mean by collectability is the addictive side of just the collector's thing because a lot of collectors... Um, aren't players, and they might already be, n- you know, obviously fairly wealthy because they're into collecting vintage guitars. I, I've met a few guys who were like that, and it was almost like a hobby. Joe Bonamassa is a good example. Obviously, he's a, he's a player, and it's it's mm. his profession, but it's pretty fair to say that he's well and truly addicted to guitar collecting. He's got a collection that's so vast of both mm. guitars and amps that you can see in the same way that people collect old comics um you know he might be into vintage clothing any of those things i can see how if you had the funds the sort of uh the train spotting aspect of it could could get quite fun like us with our records we hmm. we love to go to um listen to me sound like a veteran record <laughs> collector I only got my record player for christmas but you know what he got mean? three it's it's <laughs> fun to go to a record shop and uh, and thumb through old records and, and find goodies. And I guess if, if you had the funds to do it and you were well into old guitars, it would be that same sense of trying to hunt down, oh, I've got this one, I want, I've got this one. I need to get that one that they released in that year with that finish and I want it with the case and the case candy. You know, I can I can understand the addictive part of, of that.
1: Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, yeah, for sure, for sure. and And I think... Um, I think if we all had the money to spend on vintage guitars, I think we'd all be the same. We'd all we'd all we'd all have our squeezers that we really wanted, wouldn't it? I mean, I've got I've got an idea of what I'd I mean, I, I doubt I'll keep this seventy nine forever. Um mm. I kind of bought it because it was at a great price and I can upgrade it to, you know, something that I possibly really want. You know, I mean I'd, I'd really love uh, for some odd reason a sixties um Fender Electric twelve. And maybe oh, this nice. will be a trade up to that, you know? Um, yeah. Again, nothing. I don't. I don't want another strat really. I've got low. I've got nice strats. You know, I've got two particularly nice strats um, that I'll never get rid of. So I don't need another strat. You know. So this probably is just a um, what do they call it? Stepping stone to, to something yeah, else.
0: Exactly. Phil, you could trade your way to to this guitar. There's. Have you seen? heard that s- recent story? This woman. I can't remember her name, but she's basically trading her way from it was a hair, a hair clip, clip, wasn't it? All the way to a house and she's uh, i think she's at like a yeah, uh, like yeah. a brand new car or something right now or a range rover mm. or something she's just trading the way up so there you go That and to be honest that guitar is a great stepping stone isn't it
1: <laughs> definitely absolutely yeah and you know maybe i'll do that uh, maybe i will do i mean once we can get back out again because we uh, um the story of guitar heroes gets often gets asked to play at these guitar shows you know the uh, like the Birmingham mm. Guitar Show and places like that. Um, like Britain's Rare Guitars, we did, and maybe if we do that again when we're allowed out again, Boris, we'll um, I'll maybe I'll take this along with me and and see what what I can do, see if I can uh, yeah. see if I can trade my way up to something like that. That'd be a good podcast, wouldn't it, or a, a good YouTube.
2: <laughs> Def- definitely. On that note as well, should we just should we just say hurrah and and just simulate popping some champagne because the announcement last night it looks like fingers crossed mm. we're on the home stretch assuming everything goes goes to plan and there's no more yeah. hiccups along the way we're heading towards a very big light at the end of the tunnel now so well i've
1: had excellent some news. um very positive conversations today with uh, with our promoters so yeah yeah let's uh, fingers crossed fingers crossed bring it on, can, bring can it i it do on. my rant now because i'd really well, actually let
2: let let me hit let me hit number 4 cuz I Go f- I don't know what you're going to say but I've got a feeling your ramp might might tie into <laughs> this quite nicely. So number <laughs> 4 on. and the last one on my list was simply the sound. And all it right. was the argument that the old stuff is better and that the reason that all those old records sound great is because they were using this fantastic gear and you hear it a lot that the uh They were making them to such higher standard, everything was handmade, there was no custom shops because everything was custom, and all those arguments. And and then there's the argument of time and age on top of it, that pickups over time uh, developed um, harmonic content that wasn't there originally, and valve amps that have got aged parts sound richer and warmer, acoustic guitars that have been played, have opened up, and all these arguments... And I think, in my experience, yes, there's some fantastic things out there, and you plug in, but there's equally um, equal amounts of things that aren't aren't great. So I don't. Does that does that lead into? Should we find rant out, all, Phil? Okay. Okay. We, okay. let's find out. Okay. So Chris, it's, do you want to do you want to cue the music?
1: No, no, no that, that wasn't no. my rant. That wasn't my rant. I was just going to do really quickly a quick A B with this guitar oh, okay. and a newer strap okay. that I've got. Um, exact same settings. So let me just. Um, let's <laughs> it so obviously no. Okay, I've got to try and remember what I played. So that, that's the vintage, that's that's, that's the 79. Yeah, yeah,
0: yep. yep. 79 original.
1: Okay, this may not be in tune. And this is a 50s classic from 2000, uh, Mexican from 2003. Okay, so here we go. Okay. go what, what do you think,
2: think? Well, i'm gonna say i'm gonna throw it over to the listeners and say get in touch and let us know because at the moment me and chris are only hearing that over zoom so we're not yeah. hearing the recorded audio
1: but the time when by the time this goes out the listeners will hear the actual audio of that so that's interesting yeah so uh yeah comment on on that let us all know let us all know okay so uh, i'm conscious of time so i'm gonna do a really quick rant so somebody go on off you go You go for it or maybe we could do like an echo
2: <laughs> okay. No, oh, by the way, talking of echoes and things like that, you guys wouldn't have heard it yet because obviously it's only gone live an hour before this. But the uh, <laughs> the Hotel California guitar solo oh over God. Zoom <laughs> was amazing. <laughs> Anyone who's listened to last week's episode <laughs> will know what we mean. But these guys tried to play Hotel California dual guitar solo over Zoom with all the delays and everything. <laughs> yeah. So if you haven't heard that, go and I, check that out.
0: <laughs> I couldn't even finish it. Should we, we
2: do it in tandem then, Chris? Should we try and do it together? Yeah. Okay. So we go three, two, two. one. One. Cue, Cue the, the music.
1: Fills rent. Fills rent. What was that? <laughs> <laughs> no oh, well, anyway. That. We, we, we we get the point. Oh God! Right. Okay. I'm not going to mention um, names or anything like that. But um, I've had a chance this week, and I've played them before. I've had a chance this week to play a very very expensive custom shop strat. Um, and I'm sorry, I do not get the hype. I really do not get what it's all about. I I, I couldn't keep the bloody thing in tune. Um. It, the, the relic in was was like on the back of the neck. It's just like a four-year-old had got some sandpaper and gone, oh, I'm just going to do this for five minutes. And th- there was no thought gone into where neckwear would be um the 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 lack of wear it was a maple fingerboard the lack of wear on the on the fingerboard was like unless somebody plays has played in e flat they end their entire life <laughs> you know i mean it's, it just didn't seem to make i'm thinking people that can't afford a vintage guitar um you know may want to go get a relic or something like that and from my experience of that don't just you know sell a kidney and get a get a Bloody proper vintage guitar, if that's what you want, don't get don't get one of these custom shops because I tell you what, the ones I've tried ain't worth it. Okay, I'm done. I I, com- no, I
0: completely agree, Phil. To be honest, and for me, the relic side of things is supposed to share a story with you, which is supposed to kind of connect you with the guitar in some way. Mm. And it's just, and I know it's just all fake. Someone's done it
2: just to give a we're, look. We're, I mean, we're opening up a can of worms here. This is another uh, podcast because I'm uh, going to come right back at you on this yeah are you really i can see i can (laughs) see
0: people i I can see that people appreciate um the aesthetics of uh, a worn strat or something because you know that's what people like in a strat i presume and but i don't know for myself i like something that's almost like a nice condition like your 79 you know um yeah Mm. for me I Mm. i think we share the same view phil i think but obviously
1: lee so should should I think I think you're kind of hosting next week's podcast. Do you do you want to kind of make it about that? What about relicking,
2: Yeah, yeah. yeah. Do you want to do that? Yeah, yeah. We can we can touch on reli Yeah, I'll get into relicking with you next week definitely if you want. Okay. But yeah, just to want? finish that though, I think the the strat that you've got, Lee, that's a custom
0: shop, and I think that's a great example of a custom shop. It looks it looks fantastic, and it's not um, it's not battered to holy hell or anything. You know, it's just it looks great. You know, yeah. It does, Ooh. it does, but I am biased.
1: Yeah, it, I am yeah. Biased. yeah, yeah. I, I mean, I, I've played your custom shop, Lee, and maybe, okay, may, maybe, like, was the, again, I'm conscious of time, but maybe a custom shop strap, something that's reliced, still needs to be played in for 10 years before it feels anything like what it's supposed to look like.
2: I I'll say no more than I agree, and we'll touch on this. We'll go into this next week. Fantastic. I think, Fantastic. It's, I think, I think Fantastic. it's good. Okay.
1: Time to leave it there, I think. I oh, hope you guys have enjoyed listening to this podcast. I've certainly enjoyed being here um, podding on it, or whatever you call it. Oh, I don't know what we're doing. Podding. Is that a term, podding? I don't, I don't know. I have no Sounds idea. Sounds a bit dodgy to me. It podding. does, doesn't it? Yeah. One of those Instagram <laughs> posts I've been on, I guess. <laughs> Lee, do the socials quickly.
2: Right. If you want to find us on Instagram, you can search Phil Walker guitar, Chris Anthony guitar and Lee Troy guitar. You can go on Facebook. It's Phil Walker guitarist, Chris Anthony guitar and Lee Williams guitarist. Uh, You can find the story guitar heroes on Instagram and Facebook. You can head to the website www.storyofguitarheroes.com and you can go to YouTube and search Phil Walker guitarist to find videos behind the scenes and all that good stuff. Please get in touch if you've got any input on vintage guitars. Uh, or anything we've discussed. We we love to hear from you, and it will certainly fuel the future episodes. And so next week, we'll maybe get into relicking and relic guitars yes, and all that,
1: sounds that kind of stuff.
2: Sounds good. That's really good. Mm-hmm. Nice. So uh, look forward yeah, to that. I'll make sure I've got a, a
1: nice bottle or something to, to get us through that one. I think you should. We need you a bit calmly. Good grief. <laughs> 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 right. <laughs> Thank you all very much for listening, guys. I will see you all next week. Thank you. Goodbye.